Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Another brand new edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. It is Friday, June 3rd. NHL playoffs continue and our breakup day interviews continue as we inch closer and closer towards the cup getting handed out in the next round and then the NHL draft right around the corner and NHL free agency as well. The coaching search continues and uh, it's been kind of odd talking about this on my Stick to Hockey live show with Anthony DeMarco that we're not hearing the Flyers mentioned in a lot of rumors. And the Flyers are one of those teams that sometimes you'll hear some things get out or, you know, some rumors or they get mixed up in that stuff. There's some teams that never information gets out. The teams like any, th- any team that Lou Lamorello is with, and in this case the New York Islanders, and, of course, all those years with the Devils and then in Toronto, and then a Steve Eiserman team. So when he was with Tampa and now with Detroit – you would never hear any information kind of get leaked out there. And you're not hearing much information about the Flyers. And while getting the rumor mill going and, you know, all of the silly season rumors and all that stuff, it's it's fun for us to talk about. It's fun for us to have a lot of conjecture about. But I don't know that it necessarily does the team any good. So the fact that stuff is not getting out there, I'm not saying it's going to lead to anything different. But I think it's good that not a lot of information is getting out. So we'll see how this plays out over the next week or so as we get closer to the Stanley Cup final. And we may start to get some movement on the coaching situation, not just for the Flyers, but around the NHL. And you have to think that maybe the one thing holding all of this up right now could be the fact that Barry Trotz has not made a decision or Barry Trotz has not come to an agreement or whatever, that he may be the first kind of shoe to drop, and when that shoe drops, a lot of things will start to happen there in response to that. Because he's probably at the top of just about every team that's looking for a coach and some teams that aren't looking for a coach's list. So a lot riding, obviously, on Barry Trotz, and uh, Flyers have talked to him, so that's good news, and uh, they are in that mix, but we'll see if that plays out into their favor or not. If he heads to Winnipeg and back home, if he heads to a team and has some sort of managerial role uh, as well, or just a managerial role. So we'll see how this plays out. Uh, Vegas is one of those teams that has been mentioned as well that uh, he has spoken to. Probably not a managerial role there uh, for Barry Trotz. That would probably be a coaching-only stop for him with Kelly McCrimmon and uh, the structure there in Vegas. But uh, nonetheless, that'll probably be the first thing that kind of we're waiting on to get the coaching carousel and the coaches looking for a chair as we go. Uh, play Ring Around the Rosie, uh, as they're looking for, a, or musical chairs, rather. Uh, they all want to be caught, don't want to be caught when the music stops without a chair. So we'll see how that plays out with Barry Trotz. But in this episode, I wanted to take a look at Cam York. And we're going to feature an interview with Cam York um, that I had a chance to talk to him on breakup day, kind of like we did with Joel Farabee the other day and about several other players here throughout. But Cam York is one of those guys that's really important for the Flyers. And I think something really important happened this year for Cam York. Even though it was a season that was very sideways and, you know, some of us believe, I'm one of them, that sometimes, you know, losing is one of those things that's hard to wash off you. You don't want to lose too much because it's not something you can just rinse away with a shower. It's something that can get into the fiber of you as, a, as an athlete. So that's why I don't believe in tanking. But Cam York, I think this season, did something very important. That was move to the right side and play on the top pair along with Ivan Provorov. And those two, 
for about three or four weeks, really settled in and played pretty darn well together. Then Cam York complimented Ivan Provorov in a way that, you know, that we've seen Provorov have success with a, a good pass-first defenseman, offensive-minded defenseman with him, whether that's been Matt Niskanen, the four games, very small sample size, with Ryan Ellis, or other players, Shane Gossespierre, uh, back years ago as well, when he was uh, still able to fulfill that role. And Cam York performed pretty admirably, playing the right side for the first time in his hockey career, doing so at the NHL level, and doing so on a top pairing. And fared pretty well. And that's not just a simple adjustment. Ah, just go to the other side of the ice. There's a lot of things, a lot that goes into moving to the right side of the ice as a left shot, like Cam Atkinson. And we know Cam's ability on the power play, his ability to see the ice and make that first pass, and we know how calm he is on the ice. But I think it was important for him to get on the right side. Even if he doesn't end up as a right-side defenseman with a left shot, probably won't. I still think getting that perspective is really important, and Cam Atkinson can take that experience into this summer and benefit from it as well. So here's my conversation on breakup day with Flyers defenseman Cam York. Joining us uh, on breakup day is Flyers defenseman Cam York. Cam, how was the experience this year, even though you didn't get to finish it on the ice? Yeah, it was good. I thought, uh, you know, obviously not the season that we wanted to have. A lot of uh, ups and downs throughout the season. Um, but, you know, I felt like as a, an individual, I, I grew. Um, you know, I think it's almost sometimes good to go through something like this. Um, you know, a, a tough situation, you know, as a young player is never easy um, for anybody. But pretty much, I mean, my, my whole career, I've you know, been on a, a winning, you know, roster, um, you know, where everything is just going smoothly. So I think it's good to kind of have some, some bumps in the road. And, um, you know, I think it'll, you know, make me better in the long run. I believe that as well, that you have to learn how to win, but you also have to learn how to lose. And what you do when you lose is what you learn from it. You got three games in, not this season, but the prior season. That sent you into the offseason with some knowledge. How much did that mean in your offseason program? Well, it meant, it meant a lot. and um, you know, it, it just it gives you an idea of what to expect. Um you know, and it kind of changes how you train in the summer because you know that there's other guys that are, you know, lifting more weights, heavier weights, stuff like that. So, um, you know, it just it gives you a better idea of what to expect. And, you know, even this year playing 30 games, you know, I have an even better idea of what to expect. And, um, you know, I, can, I have a better idea of what I need to get better at. So um, I'm excited for the off season. It's an opportunity to grow and get better. So let's do it. What do you think about playing on the right side? Uh, it's not my forte. I don't love it. Um, you know, it's the first time I've played it my entire career, so it was definitely an adjustment, especially at the NHL level. You yeah, know, the best league in the world. Is it so. mainly in the D zone? Yeah, adjusting. Yeah, it's D zone stuff. Like I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but like my whole life I've been opening up my hips one direction. And, yeah, you know, just like transitioning and stuff like that. So opening them up the other way for the first time, it was just kind of awkward. So. Um, do you, do you feel like you had to tell yourself, hey, I'm playing the right side here. Yeah, like yeah. I, I can drift to the left and that feels more comfortable. <laughs> there are definitely times when I was drifting to the left a little bit. Um, but yeah, like you said, you just got to tell yourself, you know, I'm on the right, stay over there. But Offensive zone gives you a little bit of an advantage, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Stick in the middle know, of the ice. Yeah, and then walk on the blue line. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can always have your head up. You never have to look down at the puck. So just you mm -hmm. always have options. And, you know, that, I, I love playing the right side offensively. You know, it's mm -hmm. just defensively I got to continue to – kind of watch film and get a little bit better. Is that something in your meetings with Chuck? I don't know, I know you're not going to divulge it all, but is that something that may be a role for you on the right side? Yeah, I mean, you never know, you know, with uh, injuries and 
long season where you know guys get banged up. So um, you never know, you know, what the opportunity is going to be, and um, you know, it's nice that I have some games, you know, on the right side under my belt, yeah. and I'm, you know, who knows what happens next year? I can maybe play play that side again. Last thing for you, any big plans over the summer to kind of decompress in the season and then get back on the ice at some point? Yeah, I'm actually I'm going up to Utah um, oh. for a big fishing trip with my dad. Uh, we're going up to some lakes up in the mountains up there for two weeks. So. What do you fish for up there? Uh, all kinds of trout, lake trout, rainbow trout. Oh, cool. Brook trout. So it's a, a super, super fun trip. A lot of, you know, really, really good lakes. Good way to get away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no uh, no cell service, none of that. Oh, so. Beautiful. Cam, thanks for doing this. Best of luck with the uh, off-season program, and we'll talk in the fall. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. That's a good way to get away. Go on a multi-week fishing trip with no cell service, no social media, just on the water with your dad and doing some trout fishing. Nothing wrong with that. So thanks to Cam York for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. Cam York, at this point in his NHL career, he's actually only played 42 games in the AHL. With the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, he played eight in the 2021 season, uh, had two goals and three assists for five points. And then this past season in the 21-22 season, he played 34 games, two goals, 10 assists, and 12 points. And he's played 33 NHL games now uh, in parts of two seasons. Mostly this past season, played three games the year prior, got a little taste of the NHL, which he talked about in that interview as well about taking that experience in those three games and taking it into his offseason. But all said and done, 33 total NHL games, three goals, seven assists, and 10 points uh, throughout his NHL career, as early as it is. And he's one of the guys, really important player for the Flyers, uh, one of those defensemen that is very of today's game. His development, to me, you know, we've had some questions about development and guys getting to a point and then regressing. He's not been one of those guys. He's been on a pretty steady arc, and this is a big year for him because he's going to come into camp this year looking to make the team out of camp and be a, a very substantial contributing factor, including on that power play, which needs to improve. The special teams, Bill and I talked about it in Tuesday's episode, the special teams need major improvement, and the penalty kill and power play are paramount for this Flyers team way too abysmal last year that power play last year I mean I know at points they were missing a lot of key players and skill players but still that power play uh, was pretty darn ugly at points in the season and most of the season and Cam York can bring uh, some energy to that group and bring a skill set to that group that we probably haven't seen since Shane Gossesbear so we'll see if he's able to do that moving forward as well big offseason for Cam York and Cam York at this point, he was number one pick, 14th overall back in the 2019 draft, 21 years of age. He, will be, he won't be 22 until January 5th of 2023, so he's recently 21 years of age. And uh, he'll be an important player for the Flyers moving forward. So thanks to him for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. Have a great weekend as we inch closer and closer to summer, the official start of summer coming up, Memorial Day in the rearview. And uh, we're in basically getting close to the end of the the NHL season and then the offseason, and a lot to be determined. So thanks for listening. We'll join you Monday when Bill Meltzer joins for another Mondays with Meltzer edition of Flyers Daily. Have a great weekend. Have no fear for when I'm alone I'll be better off